Welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, the American football podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the Preview Crew and I'm your host Keith McGinty. Well, the final two teams have been decided and the stage is set. All roads lead to the bright light city of Las Vegas, where the 49ers will take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Tonight, we'll pick out over the fallout of the championship games and have a broad look at the stories behind the biggest spectacle on planet Earth, Super Bowl 58. Thankfully, I can't do this myself. I have some of the finest crew members to help me. First up, I've got Cowboys fan, it's Dan. Dan, how are we, bud? Not too bad, mate. Yourself. Good to be good to be on as usual. And good looking forward to what's happening. So, well, as a neutral for a change, I'm, I'm usually quite uh, biased when I'm on these Thursday night shows. It's, uh, so it's good to be on as a neutral. To be fair, you're a Cowboys fan. You've been a neutral for about 30 odd years now. So. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you also hear the dulcet tones there of Studs, Big Chief in Hamilton there, Studs. You must be absolutely beaming. Congratulations, your team's in another Super Bowl. You must be getting fed up with this, surely. I don't think you ever get fed up with success. I mean, Dan's Cowboys are obviously craving for it and the Chiefs just can't get enough of it right now. So I don't think <laughs> you'd ever get tired of it. But again, it just Sunday night just showed the magic of Mahomes and Kelsey and Reid. I'm not going to single out any one of those three. And then you've obviously had Spags as well, who's just an absolute phenomenon as well. He's certainly be getting lots of lots of credit this week. Um, that was a, a incredible performance. Your team just seemed to turn it on in the playoff and the the postseason. Anyway, will we get into it then, guys? I, we've got a, we don't want to go too deep into it this week because we've got a big week next week, and I'll go over some of the things that the crew will be doing and providing for you in that time. But first of all, let's do like we always do. We'll start with our kickoff question. So. Yesterday and today, I think it was, was the the last of the current um, roles that were available to Bill Belichick were snapped up. And Dan Quinn went from the Cowboys to the Commanders, meaning there's no available spaces for him to land after being rejected by the Atlanta Falcons. So our kickoff question tonight is, with all the current NFL head coach vacancies now filled, what should Bill Belichick do with his year off? What should they do with his sabbatical, Dan? Um, I'm, I'm thinking about his poor dog. Do you know what I mean? Remember his dog that made an appearance on the draft during the COVID year? That dog's probably not attention for about three years. I think he should go and spend a bit, take his dog for a nice big walk, uh, spend a lot of time with his dog. I think that's a good idea. Uh, I think I think he'll be back in before the end of next season. I think he'll be a shoe in for one of the first vacancies that come up uh, when somebody starts getting a bit twitchy with the, the trigger finger at the start of the season and don't go off to a good start. But uh, I can see him either. T- TV probably is where I see him, but that dog needs some attention. I don't know. I th- I'm thinking that, that just now, allegedly, of course, he's, he was quite into looking at other teams and seeing how they're doing. The way the world's going just now, I think we're needing a couple of well-placed spies, so you never know, maybe a wee, a wee coaching role over in Russia for him. Really? Take his binoculars with him. Let's keep his uh, up uh, to speed with what's happening with Putin and all the things happening over there. What do you think, Studs? What, what, what would you have him do? I don't know about the spying thing, surely. Um, Jim Harbaugh's just got out of that kind of equation. Maybe <laughs> 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 don't mention that in the NFL. But, um, I mean, he could always do the kind of obvious thing. Like, um, 
and Mike McCarthy and go and learn his analytics like Mike McCarthy did before he joined the Cowboys. But see, for me, I think you should just go full Jason Kelsey and just get in all the tailgates, get in amongst the fans, drink out <laughs> bowling balls. Let's see him diving through tables, eating some barbecue with the with the KC fans. Um, I'm sure Bill would be welcomed at every tailgate across the US with open <laughs> arms. <laughs> Keith, going back to what you said, that maybe the NFL should appoint him as a uh, game ball coordinator. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, mm, make sure they're right. Bit soft. Bit soft. <laughs> um, I thought th- it's surprising that he's not actually been picked up by anyone. But saying that, the guy's an absolute legend. How can you follow on from what he's done at the the Patriots? Is it really going to be such a step down? And it's all the the baggage that comes with him as well. I think they would be looking for a lot, a lot of control and a lot of say. Um, past couple of years have maybe not merited that that much power. Um, you can see front offices not really itching to make way to give all that power over to, to one guy for a couple of years for him to get that record of record wins. Um, I, I'm surprised it hasn't been snatched up. Um, but in a way, I can see why teams are maybe a wee bit reticent to actually go from as well. Who do you I think thought, he will end up then? I thought the Chargers was probably the most obvious option for him. I mean, they've got a, a very good uh, quarterback who Dan obviously loves and has got a man crush on over there in Los Angeles. But they've also shown this year their defence their defense was pretty good this year. Um, so I, and we've seen what Belichick can do with with these defences in up New England. So I thought the Chargers was the most logical choice. Um, when he had two interviews with the Falcons, I was surprised that didn't come through for him. Um, but mm-hmm. I, think they've, I think they've got a good coach in Raheem Morris as well, to be honest. Um, I think what he's done with their arms over the last few years is a good, a good move for them. I think the problem Belichick's had this year is, like, you had a great point, Keith, he wants all this control, and that's not the way teams are run anymore. That's that's not the, that's not the blueprint for how NFL teams are run anymore. They've got your GM, you've got your front office, you've got your coaches. Yeah. What I also think as well now, and this is kind of quite interesting, the NFL was very much a Scottish football. It was always a job for the boys thing, over going back the years, it was always the same coaches that got the head coaches' jobs. Now they've, they've turned the corner, and it's now all these young... I say young, maybe not as young, but up and coming defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators are now getting their chance. And this this yeah. is probably what went against Bill Belichick. It's like, yeah, he's a great coach, but his methods fit in with the modern game as much as these coordinators are. Kind of, I said Dan Quinn's a bit of an old school one, but he's probably the exception to the rule. Um, so I think he's kind of, that's sounds a bit daft. He's, maybe his age and his methods are going against him now in this current kind of modern league where. Teams want coaches that are going to be around for a good few years. So all these coordinators that are coming through, they want to build around them. They don't want somebody to come in for two or three years and then maybe retire. And that's maybe what's went against them. Do you think that might be some of the thinking behind the Seahawks hiring of Mike McDonald, 36-year-old Mike yeah. McDonald um, from the Ravens? That uh, seems a good long-term uh, appointment and the continuity that... Um, Kind of you're wanting, especially after Pete Carroll's been there for for such a long time as well. Um, but yeah, you're right. Young, innovative, um, fresh ideas from the the coaches you can never take away what the the guy has amassed in his uh, career, what he's done. It's it's the guy's a legend, absolute legend. We put this question out on X, and we've had some wonderful um, suggestions back in. Fletch from the At Sleep at Work Network, um, Dan, I think you did a podcast with him. Yeah, um, great guy. guy. 
yeah, we've had him on the podcast ourselves. He suggested that Bill Belichick go backpacking around Asia and Africa to find himself. I think that'd be brilliant. I'd love to see him just, as you said, I think it was uh, Stud, you mentioned seeing him on a, a wee boat in Thailand, just uh, sweating <laughs> his balls off and <laughs> just testing it there. That'd be great. Him and a, a, a 16-hour bus trip all the way from one end of India to the other would be superb. Do you know I'd love to see that? He should make he should make TikTok series out of that. He'd make a fortune. Um another suggestion we had. I was just gonna say see that series though. Obviously the NFL Academy in the UK is constantly bringing people over to what with what with the um the people been through the academy. Can you imagine if they managed yeah. to get Bill Belichick over to sit and do a chat with these guys and talk them, take them through some plays on the field? What an experience that would be. Um, for the guys at the NFL Academy. As I say, just to make it a bit more serious. <laughs> just looking at going back to the ages thing, I just pulled up there. There's 20 NFL head coaches under the age of 50 now. That's mental. Wow. And, and another and, two of them are only 51. Do you know what I mean? So 50, 51 under, you get 22 NFL head coaches. I think it's your, your oldest ones are, you're probably looking at it's like Sandy Reid, the Harbaugh's. Um, obviously, Pete Carroll's just away, yeah. but there's, there's no many of the kind of older guys in there. Mike McCarthy's probably considered one of the older uh, ones. Andy Reid's 65, John Harbour's 61, Mike McCarthy's 60, Ted, Todd Bowles is 60. I would never have guessed that. Yeah, okay. I was Jim Harbour's 60, and then you're into the 50s with Sean Payton, Doug Peterson, Aberfluss, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, you can see that it's a big turn in the corner and kind of the average age of the NFL head coaches now. It's a young man's game. That's that's what it is. Um, our very own Brian Donlin, um, who regularly hosts the review crew, has uh, messaged in on YouTube saying that he's calling it. He thinks that Bill's going to be on QVC selling watches <laughs> or ball pumps. <laughs> um, we also had a comment in from um, at Enchanted by Tim, Tim Bonknecht, who said that the Bill and Brady should go to Michigan. So the, the space left void by uh, Harbour. Um go to Michigan with Brady and win a college championship for the sake of it. Just just to, just to <laughs> why not? For for a wee oh. year off would be brilliant. Or start Brady, an alternative Brady, Brady. lies watch along commentary. Half of it would be just it would be radio silence. <laughs> quarter would be tutting and mumbling and other noises, but the final quarter would be incredible strategic insight. I think that'd be brilliant. I wonder if we could uh I wonder if we could maybe hire him for that one. We'll check and see. Have our yeah, get him on the Manning cast, there. that'd be hilarious. Oh, yes. Yeah, just, just on Bill Belichick, you know, it was nine years ago today. Keith, I'm sorry, I need to bring this up because it was nine years ago today that the Seahawks should have ran it. Should have ran it? Nine years ago today. That is nine years ago. That's mental. How do you have somebody like be smoked in your backfield? On the one yard line and not run the ball. I just I don't know what Pete Carroll was saying. Sorry, that was before Keith was a Seahawks fan, so it's all right. He was a, he was a Packers fan then. But on the flip side, I was going to say if that Butler interception doesn't happen, you don't get that Richard Sherman meme where you can actually see his heartbreak. <laughs> oh. Anyway, have you heard uh, Marshawn Lynch in, in interviews uh, about it since? I'm glad to hear he's got over it. He just walked up to Pete and laughed in his face um, when it, whenever it, whenever that happened. So, ah, oh, absolutely gutted, absolutely gutted. But as Dan said, it was before my time, but I still, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. Um, hadn't 
quite set my, my sights on my team yet, but I full on Seahawks now. Listen, I'm really excited for the, the forthcoming season, but we're, we've got to finish that season first. <laughs> Guys, what a, what, a, what a terrific Sunday it was, especially for those who stayed up extra late, eh, studs? Um, How was it for you then, bud? Mate, it was great. I was away for the weekend up um, up near the bullpen, actually, in Lawrence Kirk, I was telling Dan. Um, so I was up Amazing. near um, Hendo, the Houston fans, um, neck of the woods, watching it and took over the telly, made my in-laws watch some of the some of the game. And then me and Aaron, my oldest, sat and watched it and the two jumped about hugging when, um, when they uh, sneed, made that play. I mean, that uh, punch wow. out. Obviously, I was probably 10, 12 hours into drinking at that time, so I probably didn't fully appreciate <laughs> how good a play it was until I seen it in the Monday morning. Um, it's just ridiculous. The timing is need to get that punch in there um, and knock that ball out. It's just obscene. And then for somebody that's got so much stick uh, throughout the year, the MVS, to come up with a big big moment, third, third down, absolutely ice the game. Um, and it just goes to show the faith that Mahomes has got in him. He's just, I think I heard, um, oh, it was one of, one of the DBs, and maybe Justin Reed talking about it. It's just Pat's mentality. He keeps telling the wide receivers, I'm going to keep throwing to you, I'm going to keep throwing to you. And it's just the trust and faith he's got in these guys. And even after the amount of drops we've had, he still feeds them in the biggest moments. That's, a, that's the thing. They know that they can rely on him his yeah. quality hasn't really dropped much throughout the, the full season and it's, we mentioned last week about big time players and big time teams how they just get to this end of the season and they know what is required to, to see them over the line and Pat Mahomes I thought was terrific last week that yeah. one where it almost get folded in two and managed to stay up and I, I don't know studs you would have been listening to the New Heights podcast this week I don't know if you've heard it yet but Travis was talking about how it does it, sure how he made it and, and Pat was just throwing the ball away and he dived and caught it. That's Aye. that's that's gonna be in the America's game that that that, that clip. If you guys were going to win it in two weeks, that's gonna be one of the defining moments of your season. See the see the first time I actually watched it, see when you see that play with Mahomes, he's actually standing and it's his knees that take the impact. So I was actually Although it was a ridiculous catch for Kelsey, my first thought is, Holmes is fucked here. Because that was a helmet right <laughs> to the knees. And I'm like, this was first quarter, still very early days. But obviously he got up, it was fine, fortunate enough. But the amount of time that he got in the pocket there, and I, again, it's probably underappreciated in how good the offensive line actually played, especially on those first two drives. I think he had, I think that's a play actually had somewhat nine seconds in the pocket yeah. before he finds Kelsey. Yeah, um, I mean, that's ridiculous. And against, not even just against an average team, that's the the Ravens, whose defence was absolutely unbelievable. So Mike McDonald, who's just went to the Seahawks that we mentioned earlier, he has got, he had that defence absolutely humming all season. Um, and that was with a backup guard in there, and Allegretti, who was absolutely outstanding as well. So, um, aye, it was just frightening 
and again, Kelsey just <laughs> listening to him in the podcast. He's, he's like, I'm just over at the side, picking my nose, not really sure what Pat's doing. And then thought, oh, shit, I need to actually make a play here. <laughs> and then he just went, again, I've seen a meme of him with the cape on, like Superman as he dived for that ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan, what about yourself? What were some of your, your highlights from the, the weekend there? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get away from the Chiefs uh, studs because these did play well, but what happened to the Ravens? They just they turn up. I mean, I don't know if it was on the group chat. I said the Ravens ran the ball six plays that whole game. The Chiefs have got the number 28 run defense in the league, and the Ravens abandoned the run after six plays. I mean, to do that anytime is ridiculous, but I mean, considering you've got three good running backs in your, your depth chart and you, you run six plays. It just it sounds like a, an, an Annie Agar meme, doesn't it? Like, um, Alex Methods calling the plays there. That's what they're expecting is to run it. Ah. <laughs> so, I mean, so much the Chiefs were good. I was just very disappointed by the Ravens. I was, I was looking forward to a, a good game and kind of both teams was going at it. I was expecting maybe a bit of a shootout, but the Ravens just did not turn up at all. Considering they were at home as well, yeah, it was just the Ravens were very disappointing. Uh, oh, on the NFC, I mean, what happened to the Lions? Just an absolute collapse. Mm. It was if. They've just put all their effort into that first half and then they had nothing left in the second half. I mean, yeah. I don't even think the 49ers, they obviously stepped up in the second half, but they didn't play well enough to absolutely blow out the Lions. I think the Lions, to an extent, beat themselves as well, which was, in a way, it was a bit sad to see because they've had an absolutely phenomenal season. They kind of went out in a whimper in the end, which Dan, was, Dan Campbell team is just not what you're expecting. It was the one that the guys mentioned in the preview crew just before half time. The fourth and three, fourth and goal yeah, got kick um, on on the three yard. No, they did actually kick it. Oh, that was the thing. Sorry, sorry, aye, aye. That's where you're looking at them. How well they ran the ball. You're maybe expecting Montgomery or somebody just to pound that in, but they took the field goal on that one, which for me was probably the strangest decision. If uh, Dan Campbell's, I see the other ones. Again, I'm not going to kill them too much on. Like, Especially, I think the last one where it was a long field goal attempt, especially for somebody like um, Badgley, who's not that consistent in the longer ones. So, I'd, again, I wouldn't kill Dan Cow for that. The strange one was really that one just before the half. You could have went in 21 3 up or something like that. Um, yeah. Just to take the field goal there was bonkers. I think when you're mentioning the, the Lions and the Ravens, they're two teams who have not been in that position very often in the past few years. And I think it was really just was the situation and the the, the magnitude of it just got too much for them. In the second half, the lines, they just needed really a, a score just to to ease them back into it, get them back into their groove because that's what they, they do best. And if they had got another one there, they would have had the belief to keep going. Um, when it comes to the Ravens as well, they made a, a big deal of it. They made they got all their, their greats back, all their legends back, and I think it just got on top of them. There's too many players there that maybe not experienced that before. No matter how often you play in front of what, 60, 70, 80,000 people in those stadiums and how loud it does get there, whenever there's that much pressure on you and the city is telling you that what it needs and what it's going to do for them, um, the pressure must get on top of them there, and I think they just crumbled a wee bit. Yeah, there was, one, there was one drive. That's just sorry, you go, sorry, you go, sorry. I know, no, no. So it's just that's that's just that a learning experience for them, and you never know. I could 
very, very easily see either of these two teams back in the championship game next year. Yeah. I was going to say, there was a one point, I don't know if it was in the second quarter, the, the Ravens just seemed to lose the head. The, the, the couple of 15-yard penalties and they just kind of, as if they gave up by that point, as if like, what was it, the, the, the Zay was taunting penalty. Was it, was it Zay Flowers? I can't remember who it was now. Yeah. And, it, and there was a couple other ones with 15-yard penalties and, and they just completely lost the head for absolutely no reason. And it, that's, you can't do that in any game, never mind a game of this magnitude. And that just, it just gave the, the Chiefs the momentum and the, the Chiefs had clearly rattled them and they showed it. And that that was that was them. As soon as they lose the heat in a game like that, then you're never coming back from it. I think you've seen how locked in the Chiefs were. As much as we were laughing and joking about it and there was the Justin Tucker stuff at the start of the game, you've seen how locked <laughs> in the Holmes and Kelsey were for that point. They were just, they're no messing about. Justin Tucker's stretching and laughing and trying to joke and carry on with Mahomes and Kelsey. And you can see they're just like, no, off our side of the field, if you're not going to move, we'll move. Well, Kelsey's like, I'll move it for you. Fuck off. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, Absolutely superb. Yeah, I thought Kelsey's uh, chat about that it was it was terrific, and you can just see that it was a wee bit of the mind games. But once they're laser focused, these guys they know exactly what the it's about, what the, needs to be done, and then they can go and have a wee laugh about it a couple of days later. Before you better believe that this time next week they will be just getting back into the routine, focusing completely on what's going to be needed to get done in Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I loved it. It was a, a great weekend of uh, of matches. Um, you did celebrate big time. Um, the Hamilton Yeti was spotted, studs. Yes, yeah. I think. Um, I, th- I think. I think if your your team does the the, the business um, a week on Sunday, then maybe we should be thinking about releasing the pictures of uh, the lesser spotted <laughs> albino Yeti spotted in about Hamilton. Um, yeah. Aye. How would the How would the man take it? How was he enjoying that? Oh, uh, he was absolutely buzzing as well. Um... Obviously, the last time he sat, he watched the championship game. I think he missed last year's against the Bengals because it was um, we were the late one last year, so he was in bed mm-hmm. um, and he'd school the next day. The last one he sat up and watched, he had a day off school the next day was the Bengals win the year before when the Bengals yep. lost to the Rams in the Super Bowl, where we were actually leading quite handsomely at half time. Um, I think we were something similar to what the Lions were, somewhat 21-3 at halftime against the Bengals, and we yeah. just capitulated in the second half. He went to bed at halftime thinking, well, he was knackered, a wee bit younger as well, obviously, but he's like, ah, Dad, this game's done, I'm going to go to my bed. I said, that's fine. Um, and I had to tell him in the morning that we'd actually lost, and I don't know who felt like crying more that day, me or him. <laughs> um, but this time we got to see up and watch that. Jump about celebrating, and I nah, thoroughly enjoyed it to say the least. So that's nice that you got that wee special moment where you and your son can celebrate together. Just so happens that my oldest is um, now a San Francisco 49ers fan, and it's no just in the past week, this has been over the past since McCaffrey went. He loved McCaffrey when he first started getting into the American football with me, and uh, we got Madden. He would go to the Carolina Panthers and McCaffrey just jumped out to him and he, he liked their unis and he, he loved him. So when he moved, made the move over to Santa Clara, um, so did the wee man's allegiances a, a bit as well. So he got his uh, McCaffrey 23 shirt for his Christmas 
Um, just got him one of the junior-sized NFL balls, so his 49ers balls came through, and he is loving taking the mic out of me uh, about this. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how it goes. A kind of bit for him. I cannot bring myself to say that I'm going to be supporting the 49ers, <laughs> but I, I hope the wee man just thoroughly enjoys it. That's, that's what I'm well, saying. That's, it's Aaron's birthday on Wednesday. Thursday, did I say? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. So I've actually got a box back there, courtesy of my touchdown box, um, which has got a whole lot of KC stuff in it um, from a oh, competition nice. that I won with those guys. I've ordered it all just for Aaron, so he's got a box of KC stuff sitting there um, ready for his birthday. Um, so, uh, so we'll be looking forward to that this week. I'll tell you what, what we'll do is I'll add to it. I've got a, a Super Bowl uh, programme for last year that I'll just <laughs> I'll give him. <laughs> You've still not picked that back up. That that up uh, to me. That's almost a year. Let you hold on for a year again. <laughs> Listen, we'll, we'll we'll use our contacts to see if we can get some more. Uh, maybe get one for a, a wee prize giveaway for everyone that will be be watching it as well. So um, let's have a wee look ahead. Then we'll talk about some of our plans. Well, first of all, I'm going to talk about the the plans that the crew have got. It's going to be a massive week for us next week, and it'll really be starting tomorrow night. Dan, you've been taking the lead with this one. We're going to have the NFL, they have their, their honours list. Well, the, the crew, we have our honours list. Um, and we're going to give a horn to some of the, the, the fantastic plays, players, and people that have been surrounding American football, both in the US and back home here as well. So, um I'm really looking forward to that. It'll be just a good chance for the crew to get together and have a, a wee laugh um, at the, the award ceremony there. Dan, you want to talk us through it? What we've been doing for that? Yeah, I mean, I want to, first of all, I want to say thanks to all the members of the crew. We, we obviously put the voting out, I think it was last Friday night, and uh, by the start of this week, everybody would get back to me and done all their voting, so that made my life easy in terms of organising. So, yeah, we've got um, a good amount of awards. We've got, the three, we've got three traditional awards, is what we'll say, and then we've got some uh, crew-created awards, um, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that as well. The Keith's favourite cruise missile awards in there, uh, plus we've got a couple of other ones up our sleeve that uh, maybe even the crew don't even know about, but we won't we won't talk about that at the moment. Ooh. Ooh. I know, it's, a, it's a shame the voting went out too early, we could have got MVS's one in there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's one good cat. Nah, I'm looking, he's had a couple of the playoffs to be fair. But... <laughs> um, yeah, so... Look out for tomorrow night, probably starting roughly about the same time. We'll say half past eight, so it'll be about quarter past nine kickoff. Um, <laughs> look out for that. We'll be getting the crew together. I think might maybe even make that we cans episode, I think, guys. Oh, definitely can. Uh, I've got beers in the, the fridge, Janice. Yeah, I'll be getting my perfect get some whiskeys in the back there as well. Oh, get it. Well, a good show, whiskey. I never thought about whiskey. We'll get that on the go. No, we'll need to keep that for the, the Patreon that episode. Um, <laughs> Um, so that's the, the first up we've got then next week. Something that we're carrying on from last year. It was a, a tradition, we'll say, is where we managed to get some fans off the teams um, on the podcast to give us a real deeper insight into their team, how they've fared this year and how they're going to, in their eyes, win the Super Bowl the following Sunday. Studs, you were on it last year. Um, hopefully get you on again next week as well. So we've got to aim for the Tuesday for the Chiefs and we'll get in touch with some of our Chiefs affiliated friends to see if we can get them back on the pod as well and then we'll aim for Thursday for the 49ers which 
Um, always, always a good, always a good breakdown of the teams, and it's it's good that even though you've got a, a much biased opinion on it, it gives you a real insight into the team because you guys will know, as well as being fans of our team and bigging them up big time, we can see the deficiencies and we can see where the weaknesses are, and it'll be interesting to see where that gets highlighted by the opposing teams on Sunday for the opposite, uh, for the games as well. So we'll have the previews next week. We'll be back as well. The preview crew will be back next Friday for our own wee podcast, just looking at it. Again, we'll have a, had a chance to listen to what the real experts say about their teams. And we'll be able to get our points of view across. We'll make sure that we put out lots of uh, information beforehand so we can get lots of questions from the followers. We love hearing you guys get involved. So any questions, um, please send them in to us and we'll, we'll make sure to get them asked on the, the podcast. This is a bit I'm really excited about. This is a bit that has been a long time coming. I've been at you guys all year about trying to do something, get a, a live thing done somewhere in Glasgow. And we're very, very fortunate uh, that our friends at the committee rooms, number nine, just off of uh, George Square in Glasgow, got in touch with us. Um, and they've invited us down to record our live show in the pub um, prior to the match. So on the Sunday afternoon, a few of the crew will be getting together and we will set up the cameras, we'll set up the mics and we'll be doing a live show within the, the pub. It's something I'm really, really excited to do, something I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of next season as well, I think. Getting out of the, the rooms that we're in, getting together and chatting some ball, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Dan, are you excited to get in about it? Yeah, obviously I wasn't was in the crew last year when he's kind of done the Super Bowl stuff, so um, I'm really looking forward to to get involved in a, it's maybe a cans pod, it's going to be a pints pod, so I don't think you can go wrong with that. <laughs> Most definitely will be, and uh, I think we're going to try and get for a wee box bar before it maybe as well. Oh, yeah. um, studs, uh, well, Studs hasn't been before, this will yeah, be yeah, him. Pop me's box cherry, which will be uh, a sight to see. Um, <laughs> last year's was, last year's, people don't know, the, what goes on behind the scenes, but last year was a wee bit of a debacle um, before we managed, and it was one of the hotels in Glasgow, a couple of the crew were staying in, and uh, we managed to finally set up um, and get a couple of crank recordings it was really, really good um, but I think we'll be a wee bit more slicker a wee bit more professional, I think we've got our groove now so very much looking forward to that Studs, one of my happiest memories about um, the crew and pre-crew this was was when we all met for the first time in committee rooms, number nine. So a bit serendipitous that we're mm -hmm. going to be starting off our, our live shows in town from there. That was a great wee night, and it's a brilliant venue. I, a great wee night. Um, even Stu was over from Canada. If, um, and Sean, for obviously, Sean's never been on the crew, but Sean's a Dolphins fan. Um, that stays over in Miami as well. The, the two guys were over, and I think that was the kind of occasion why we all kind of went out taking a meet. Um, so uh, for me, first time ever meeting these two guys uh, face to face yes. as well, rather than just chatting over fantasy football and stuff. So it was a great wee night. And here's hopefully to another one where I'm not crying into our pint at the end of this thing. Committee rooms number nine. Sorry. Just a great venue. They're very much into the NFL. Always got, the, got it up in the big screens as well. So really looking forward to, to getting in there. 
the atmosphere. That was the my favourite thing about watching the games in town is just the, the atmosphere and the different people from different walks of life that follow American football. It's it's terrific. Yeah, done. So I was going to say just something else. Still looking forward to kind of creating a wee bit of content on the night as well. The well the games on and stuff like that, and the lead up to the game. So as well as our live show, we're really looking forward to seeing what we can we can get from from the from the fans and the crowd. If you're going to committee rooms number nine, or if you're going to be in town uh, on the Sunday, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe even get a chance to meet up. I think we'll maybe take a, a wee trip over to George Square, toss the ball about a wee bit there, um, see if we can get a wee impromptu flat game started. Um, I'm sure that'll get down well. Um, in between the two lines, that's the that's the <laughs> the end zone. Um, yeah, so aye, that's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, looking forward to that. As you mentioned, hopefully getting to interview some um, people at the, the committee rooms number nine there. i really excited for that. Good. Right. Um, what did you watch the... Well, Dan, you weren't with the crew. Um, Studs and I watched it at Aaliyah Casino last yeah. year. Um, I think we we did the, the rookie error of going out a wee bit too early, did the, <laughs> the crew. And I think we... we uh, the night ran away from itself. I remember being home in time to see the halftime show um, <laughs> because the, the couple of the crew were getting a wee bit too comfortable. Um, Dan, where did you watch it last year? I, I just watched it in the house. Um, I've actually been out for a Super Bowl for, for quite a while. Um, just last year when the job I was in, shifts all over the shop. So mm. I just watched it in the house. Um, so nothing exciting for me. I'm looking forward to getting out in the... Not been out watching stuff late night since I, the last time I was in the pub watching the wrestling for WrestleMania or Royal Rumble or something like that. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, to, to get it. I mean, you said they started that too early last year. I mean, four o'clock start this year. Well, that's a full at least twelve hours. We're going to be out. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Definitely yeah. pacing ourselves. I think we need, need to pace ourselves on that one. <laughs> So that's that I think of bringing the the juniors out with us as well. So we'll probably have to take them home and maybe get a wee half hour sleep before we <laughs> come back down the time. Everybody, <laughs> I'll have I the know. equipment with me. I just I'll need to get that down the road. I <laughs> I've already planned in Louise to pack him up if he's allowed to come in for a wee bit. So I'm going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> quite right. Quite well, right. We right, right, right. need to take everything. You can take all ah. the you can take all the wins and just leave us. <laughs> If you are going out live uh, to watch the game live in town in Glasgow, Edinburgh, Aberdeen, Dundee, wherever you watch it, especially in Scotland, we'd love to, to hear about it. Uh, as I mentioned in the future, we want to do some live events. We don't want to just confine it to Glasgow. We'd love to hear where's the best NFL, American football spots around Scotland to go and watch games. We've already got one up, Lawrence Kirk, that we're certainly going to be going to see at Definitely. some point over the summer. Um, but there's a couple of great spots in uh, Edinburgh as well. Dropkick Murphys had got in touch with us. I think they're putting on a fantastic Super Bowl um, show. I think I've heard the, the, the Pirates and the Glasgow Tigers are getting together as well in town to watch and watch it. But wherever you're watching it, let us know. We'd love to, to hear from you. Love to hear about your experiences as well. Studs? I, I was going to say, I think Dropkick Murphys have got one of the local um, Britball teams coming in as well. So similar to Magic. what the EK Pirates are doing at campus. I think they're... Yes. Um, apologies, I cannot remember for the life of me which team it is, but Dropkick Murphys are hosting uh, one of the Britball teams for their night as well. So. And it'll be in Wolverines. 
it might well be that I've I'd imagine it would be. Um, but it's a uh, I know the EK Pirates are going to campus in Glasgow. Um, I think they've done that the last couple of years as well. Yeah, I'm just having a wee quick search and drop quick Murphy, see who they're doing. But listen, guys, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear where you're going, um, what your experience is. Dan, you said you didn't go out last year. What's been your, one of your favourite Super Bowls to watch out live? Um, one of the first, in fact, the first Super Bowl I actually watched in the pub actually was with a Gav. Um, and I remember at the time, um, in fact, it was the Seahawks, I think, within the, the first Super Bowl many, many years ago when I'm sure they're playing their white uniforms. And uh, that was the first Super Bowl. I can't even remember what number that was. I'd have to look it up. But that was the first Super Bowl I went out and watched in the pub. And it just it was in the walkabout, and we used to Keith. Even like I, I joked in about watching this. So anytime you watch these live events, especially late at night when everybody's already bevy, the atmosphere is always brilliant. I mean, because everybody's already been drinking since afternoon, everybody's already enjoying yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward. I mean, this that was a great experience of watching. So it was another one I watched. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the same as you guys last year. I was home for the halftime show. I think I was just knackered uh, at the time. I think it was when I played for the flag football. We'd get, we'd got somewhere. Um, but I'm just like, can you handle the pace at that point? So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend to seeing how far I, how long I can last. I would just like to <laughs> clarify: I was not home for the halftime show. I was actually fine, and I did see the full game. <laughs> a few of the boys disappeared up to the casino at the earlier, but I did not move from my chair until that game was done. You did, you did. You were thoroughly invested in it, and you. you went absolutely tonto. Rightly, you should, mate. Um, I, I can't wait to watch it with you again. Like you say, Dan, it's nice not really being totally invested in it. I much prefer if my, my Seahawks were in there. I love just being totally caught up in games of American football and FIPA, FIPA as well. Just I love having a reason to cheer on at a team. And like I say, I, I can't, I don't have one for, for this one. I just... Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to a spectacle. I think, had you put it, well, that's, we'll, we'll maybe move on to just now. This is the this is the script that everybody would probably have said. This is the, the Ross and Rachel of the NFL that they're finally getting together. Last year, they had uh, they had their wee break and it was Brock Purdy's hand um, and they didn't quite make it and we thought that was going to be the, the Super Bowl. But this time, it's the two... Can we say it's the two best teams? I think the mm. Chiefs have got hot at the right time. There's been teams that have been good throughout the season, but they do it too early. We talk about Miami Dolphins all being a, a summer team. They've been good. The Bills almost, almost did it. They they put a, a charge in at the end, but again, it looks as if they just went that wee bit too early. Chiefs have just timed it right, and they are getting hot, hot, hot at the, the correct time. What do you think, Studs? Is, is this the one that the, the script writers would have dreamt up at the start of the season? To be honest, if, if you believe this, the um, conspiracy theories, no, because the Super Bowl logo was purple and red, so it was bottom red. Yeah, that's right. Baltimore and the 49ers, um, <laughs> to be honest. So uh, for me, I think, again, and I'm going to feel that like I'm stealing Kev's part uh, for the preview, uh, the review crew. The Chiefs were doing just enough um, in terms of their defence literally carried us through most of the regular season. I don't think yeah. that would surprise people. The offence didn't seem to click other than, and again, doing a disservice when I'm saying 
putting Isaiah Pacheco in there as well. He was probably the one part of the offence that was clicking. Um, so, from that perspective, I think our defence has been hot all season. Um, certainly in terms of the passing game, I think we're now number one um, pass defence, or we're certainly in that top kind of category. So, the rush defence is slightly different. Um, as Dan mentioned earlier, I think we were 28th against from the rush side of things so I think the defence has been hot all season the offence now just seems to have kind of woken up um, as soon as we've had the playoffs and seen it against Miami, seen it against Buffalo and then seen it against the Ravens where in each of these games they've got out to a lead and then they've just let the defence close it out um, they've yeah. basically put the foot down nice and early and said right, we'll get a lead can you catch us? And so far nobody's been able to do it what about your, yourself, Dan? Is there any any wee stories, any wee parts of the fairy tale that are just starting to 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 come to fruition here? Yeah. So what what just what, one of the things I want to follow on for studs here, then and I'll answer your question, Keith. Something that I questioned very probably middle of the season was about, and studs is probably fed up me hearing about it, is the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers, and I made the point was where the Chiefs tried to create the same thing that the New England had, where they had the elite quarterback. And you're probably average wide receivers. I'm not trying to do a disservice. And was it a big risk? It's a risk that's clearly paid off because they've got mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. But looking at some stats, is in the playoffs, 36% of Pat Mahomes' passes have went to Travis Kelsey. That's a, that's a massive percentage of passes. So you can have whoever you want playing wide receiver. It's not making a difference because the passes are going to Travis Kelsey anyway. Wow. <laughs> but on your <laughs> question, a wee, a wee point that we I popped into our group chat the other day and it's flipping over to the 49ers for a second. Christian McCaffrey's dad, Ed McCaffrey, and Kyle Shanahan's dad, Mike McCarthy, obviously, have won three Super Bowls together. So they won 29, 32, and 33 together. Can their sons now do it? That's, that's, a, that's a great story. Fantastic. I've actually got that picture up here as well. The other one I liked, um, Studs, going for the the Chiefs there, was um, the, the two sons whose two fathers had been drafted for the... Uh, Major League Baseball is the two yeah. quarterbacks for the yeah. for the teams in, as well. It's nice wee bits of symmetry like that. The NFL just tells a fantastic story. They find these wee nuggets and they, they just make it a wee bit magical. And that's one of the things that I love about um, American football and the NFL. I think that we can certainly learn about that, especially with Scottish football um, and the stories that we tell here. I think it would be aye, wee nuggets like that. Just absolutely wonderful. See, just on the Super Bowl, right? So these obviously the two teams met four years ago. Um, do you remember what the Chiefs were like in that run four years ago? No, right. No. So they were down quite heavily to the Texans in the wild card round, come back and absolutely blow them out. They were down again to oh, who was it before the, te- the was it the Bills? No, that one's escaped me. The championship mm-hmm. game, they were down to the Titans and they come back and won again. So, and in fact, it was Texans, Titans and 49ers. They were down by double digits in all three of those games and they come back and won them one um, in each case. So flip that on four years later, look at the 49ers, down double digit points in every game. And that was the... That was a, a comment that um, one of my friends, um, 
Uh, Ian Duggan had actually mentioned um, I'd asked him to come on the show he can't, unfortunately can't make it but what he said was uh, the, the podcast should start with everyone saying Shanahan can't win from behind, win ugly and now that he's lucky um, I think they're on, the, it's just it's building up to be an absolutely colossal match, we're saying that it's going to be like a, a Pat's uh, Jets game for earlier in this season come the, the end of it, the, the nerves will get to everybody and it'll be like a, a 0-3 score or something like that <laughs> I mean, Although, if, if I don't that, think that, that can happen If that ends, be, ends up being the case we're definitely going to see more than 24 seconds of Taylor Swift in the crowd if the game's that bad <laughs> Just on that, I mean if, if anybody's watching or listening has not watched Colin Cowherd's comments on Taylor Swift, go and watch them because the man is absolutely spot on he hits a nail on the head the way she's been treated by certain fans in the NFL this season. He was a man I don't often agree with, or in fact, never agree with. And I've got to say, I agree with every single word that he said in that in that broadcast. Yeah. Aye, the misogyny is, uh, has been rife with that one. I, yeah. I don't understand why people get so worked up. If you're getting worked up about Taylor Swift, why not get worked up about Eminem? He was on then right. the, the, the build up for the Lions for the past couple of games. I, I don't see it myself. Um, yeah. And Tete's terrific, because we've said many a time on the podcast. Guys, this is... Um, any other wee nuggets, anything that you're really looking forward to seeing? Any wee stories that they tell? Is there any former players that we, we sh- that are matching up against their old team? I can't think of any off the top of my head. The one I'm gutted about is Amenahu, obviously, turning his ACL. We, we signed him as a free agent ah. for the 49ers last year. Um, so for him to miss out an opportunity against the 49ers is going to be heartbreaking for the guy. Uh, I think it's Tavares Ward, he's not a ex-chief. Yeah, Mini Ward, um, yeah. who I've slated a few times and said they used to get victimised at the Chiefs. Um, as <laughs> had, I can't remember, did he get in, was he, is he in the Pro Bowl? I think he, he was announced. I if it wasn't, it should have been because he has had an outstanding season for the 49ers yeah. and he's pretty much been in lockdown for from uh, for most of the season as Eric kind of was saying as well um, when he was on the pod before the, the championship game. So he, he has had a great season. So must yeah, be the first very much, uh, when sort of most of two different teams so close together. If, 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 if the 49ers were to win. Uh, big if. Well, this is just that. You're going to be insufferable by the end of this, aren't you? Oh, I'll definitely be insufferable. If you want to study the uh Jason Kelsey across George Square. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll gladly, at four in the morning, I will gladly do that. <laughs> <laughs> just um, if I can run in a straight line might be the issue, because it might take me <laughs> three days to actually do the run. <laughs> They're picking up random whims at the crowd, though. That was, I might get you into trouble. <laughs> um, right, we've got the Super Bowl malarkey out of the way. Let's get to the, the, the real business. Uh, would we make the, the Pro Bowl then this year? I've got to say, I quite enjoyed the spectacle last year when yeah. I know they didn't have the, the, the contact game, so they had the flag, they had the, the challenges that they were doing. Um, I thought they were actually quite fun. You could tell that these guys were on their, their holidays. They did dig tools, but they were just enjoying themselves a wee bit. And even though they were just having a wee bit of fun, 
they were talented and there was that competitive edge to them as well. Um, was it the Diggs brothers? Were they playing in the game? I'm pretty sure. Uh, they they were uh, they would have been against each other um, yeah. as well. So I think there is things that are the the team sports like the flag football, like the dodgeball. You see the competitiveness come out of the guys. Yeah. Things like the the catches and stuff like you can then see is a, a wee bit of fun as well. Um, I, I like the fact that they've took away the full contact game because you could see it was like I'm going to tackle you, but I'm not really. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just it seemed like. No, seemed like a pointless exercise. Um, the the full contact game, so we avoid injuries as well. So at least the, or potential to avoid injuries more than the flag football would anyway. Uh, so it's good I to think- change it up. To I mean, obviously, like you look at the NBA All Star Game and stuff like that. It's all you get your slam dunk contest. MLB, you've got the home run contest. So change it up. Yeah. The NFL was only what didn't really have that fun aspect to it. So it's mm-hmm. good to change up. You said. The the, the the contact game was wasn't a contact game. It was like a glorified flag game anyway. So you may as well hover a seven on seven flag game instead of five on five, whatever it is they do. So it makes it a bit more fun to watch. Um, and it's also good for some players. A few rookies have made it this year as well. Um, so it's good to see like uh, Sam Laporte is in there, Jameer Gibbs is in there, uh, CJ Stroud's in there. So it's it's, it's good for the, the guys to get the right recognition um, that they probably deserve for their performances this season. It'll be interesting to see if Eli can go 2 0 against another legendary quarterback. Terrific. Should have the two oh. of them on the sideline doing a Manning cast where the flag football game is going on. I seen Eli on Pat McAfee's show Wednesday yesterday, last week, and he was talking about how he's quite happy letting his OC do all the play calling with his painting over it. Say he's okay for those he doing the play call, but if you get in the red zone, you're going to call this. And if you get the first 20 plays, these are the 20 plays I want to call you. But then if this happens, this is what you're going to get. So, I'm going to hear Omaha shouted out. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, his quarterback better do that for a laugh. Are <laughs> Ah, superb, superb. We've got a, a couple of fun. Uh, Weeks of football coming up, mate. Um, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night. The the Gridiron Crew honours, um, so our awards, end of season awards ceremony. Make sure you get involved in that. We'd love to hear your nominations as well. Next year, we promise we will get the the fantastic listeners and and subscribers involved in that. Um, get you a, a part of it. We will be doing our previews next week. And you never know, we might even actually get a wee competition um, for the run-up to it. don't know, guys, have you been to Aldi today? Did you get to go? Um, uh, I, I, did, I did hear what they have. I may have to go look tomorrow. Down. I nipped down on my lunch break and managed to get a couple of the snack helmets. So, never know, unless one of the crew uh, decides to take one off me. I've got my own. I've got mine. I've been after one of these well, I'm more ready to declare, right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get that, I'm going to take that label off, I'm going to get a gridiron crew one on it, then the red bowl, I'm going to spray paint orange, like, not spray paint, like, you'll poison yourself, I'm like, ah, that's, a, that's a good point, actually. Um, <laughs> aye, poison skittles as I'm munching my way through the, the games, um, so aye, that'll be quite good. So, um, yeah, go one of them, maybe see if we can maybe pick another few up and maybe give them a weight as uh, gifts and uh, prizes for the run-up to the Super Bowl. Thanks very much for 
for joining us this evening, guys. Anything else you want to to, to throw out there before we, we wrap this up? I'll, I'll give you a wee start. As of uh, the 30th of January, the cheapest ticket available for the Super Bowl, $6,300. Cheapest? Yeah, Jeez, the average man. ticket price is ten thousand dollars. Jeez, the t- wow. cheapest ticket available two days ago was six thousand three hundred dollars. I just hope none of the the executives from the the Scottish teams hear about that when it comes to Champions League tickets. By the way, because they're already <laughs> extortion. <laughs> um, guys, thank you very much for watching, for listening, for downloading. If you have done please please make sure that you subscribe that you send us a wee comment as well we'd love to know where you're watching the super bowl this year so put that in the comments for us and if you could give us five stars that would be absolutely terrific it just helps us get the crew's name out there share the the fantastic work that these guys are all been doing i certainly could not do any this myself so um love doing it with you it's been a quick year i feel that we've got to um, the run up to the Super Bowl now, um, it, it's absolutely flown in, but it's been thoroughly enjoyable and mm. a, a fantastic season. Um, I think we've got two terrific teams, great offensive weapons, great defensive-minded uh, players, coaches. It's going to be a real battle, a tactical battle, but the crew will get you through. Dan, thanks very much, mate. Well, thanks, mate. It's been a really relaxed, enjoyable chat tonight. Um, so I really enjoyed it. And like you say, I can't believe we're at Super Bowl chat already. I mean, I remember when we were doing previews of each division, that felt like as it was about two weeks ago. And suddenly we've got Super Bowl around the corner. It's been a thoroughly enjoyable season uh, on the crew and looking forward to seeing what we've got coming next. Listen, don't get comfy. As soon as the Super Bowl's done, we're planning for next year because we're going to get bigger and better. Um, studs, okay. studs, thank you very much for joining us again, Big Chief. No, no hassles, man. Always good. And as Dan says, nice. And I seemed a lot more chilled out than the normal kind of preview eh, crew because it's just there's only one game we talk about, and even that, that's next week. So just uh, good to just kind of blow off some steam and chat away. Yeah, that's the thing with the NFL. There's always a story, there's always something for us to, to talk about and get dived into. And um, yeah, thoroughly looking forward to the games. Remember, send us a wee comment of where you're watching the Super Bowl. We'd love to hear about it. Um, hopefully, see you guys in about Glasgow on the day of the Super Bowl. Um, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And if your team's in it, all the very best from the, the crew. We will be back with you tomorrow, Friday. Um, and we will speak to you then with the, the Cruise Honours Award thanks very much for for following, for listening, for downloading and we will speak to you again soon